I'll be too nervous to. I'll probably lost the words. this week's Lost for Words podcast. I'm joined as ever by Jason. Jason, good evening. Hello, Tom. How are you? Good. How are you? Marvellous. We're uh, a bit of deja vu on the European tour this week, going back to uh, Celtic Manor. And I don't think it'll be as drastic as it was at Muirfield Village, where they went from the work day to the actual memorial event, where it becomes really tough. I think it's just going to be dictated by the weather as to whether it gets any tougher or not this week. Do you agree with that? Yeah, absolutely. There was a slight change to the way they, they sort of putted and, and there were certain players that that really appreciated the softer conditions on Sunday. I think there was a sky, a sky snippet that said first three rounds, the field was something like plus 23 or whatever it was. And on Sunday they were, they were nine under. So there were, you know, the changing conditions, the less wind really made it uh, quite a gettable course. But to be honest, I really, I mean, obviously I enjoyed it because, because we got placed, but it was an enjoyable thing in that it wasn't, it wasn't obvious. So, that 15th, that par five was for me never at par four, drive all par four was never worth driving at at any point by anybody in the field. And they proved it as, as they all sort of ended up on the bank and ended up paring or bogeying. I thought it was a really, really good course. It, there was a lot of length involved when it mattered. Um, there were gettable holes. I must be honest, I thought it was a tremendous tournament. And I think, you know, uh, the winner and the, or the top three were you know the class above and, and I thought they were superb so I really enjoyed it I think when a course and an event brings out the players that you expect to perform well I think that's a good sign so obviously you've had Sam Horse who'll win for the second time in three weeks Thomas Dietrich's obviously trying to go for a second win as you know since the return Beef and, and Thomas Peters and, and on top of your guy Connor Simey there who you tipped up at, at 90 to 1 or thereabouts uh, finishing in tied third that to me sort of suggests that you know the course was it was set up properly you know they scored where they could obviously he's got to 18 under throughout the week but it played I think you know it was a bit tougher than that most days I think there was a couple of like low rounds like you say and I think you know we're probably going to get a slightly tougher event this week just because of the the windier conditions um, but it wasn't easy conditions last week either was it so it's, it's going to be interesting what the winning score is this week yeah, yeah 18 I thought 16 would definitely win it uh, I, I, it was tremendous and actually to be fair if you look at what Peters was doing on Saturday I, I did think, you know, he might approach 20 before his uh, calamity at 15. But, yeah, looking at the leaderboard, you've got such a variety of player there. You've got David Horsey, who we sacked last week after being with for three <laughs> weeks in a row. You know, just just went mad on, on Sunday. And you've got, you just got completely different players. You know, you've got quality ball strikers there, you know, the likes of Horsey and Green. You've got the big lumps like, you know, Sammy Bellamacki um, were up there. And, and in the end, you had to play well. Horsfield tactically was brilliant. Whether you like him or not, agree with him or not, it doesn't matter. Um, his, his temperament is just superb. And, and yeah, like I say, he's, he's going on to bigger and better things without question. He certainly seems to make the putts when it matters. I think even in contention, I think there was a couple of times where he was a bit suspect off the tee when he won his first time uh, a couple of weeks ago and, and he sort of went off course with a few irons. But when he actually had to make, you know, 10, 15 foot putts of past age or birdies. He just seems right up for it, doesn't he? I know you tweeted, uh, well, obviously I tweeted that saying that, you know, that that's the sort of part that shows what sort of player he is. And then obviously they went on to say he's going to be a perfect Ryder Cup player, which mm. we don't know which team he's going to play for, do we? Um, <laughs> no, up, yeah. I, th- I think it'll be Europe. I think I think he's kind of, that was a visa issue, wasn't it, when it was at the Walker Cup where he, uh, he basically was frightened he wasn't going to get back in the country. I don't know, that was just a, a way of getting out of the event, but... 
Who knows? Um, he certainly sounds American to me. But, he certainly uh, does, not he? Yeah. But uh, yeah, we won't get into the politics of all that. No. But um, yeah, I, I really enjoyed. I think you know I didn't see much of it, um, but the, the bits I did see, I thought it was a really good test. I thought that it was good to see you know there's lots of Adrian Moronk up there. Um, I think he looks a really good player, um, and I think you know we saw a lot of players come to the fore that uh, that we expected to as well. He didn't quite get up there, but Adrian Atwegi that we put up last yeah. week, he played well. Um, Bjork had a good weekend after a slow start. Uh, he doubled uh, on on the sixth hole on Sunday, but he actually shot a 68 and a 66 on Saturday as well with two bogeys. So um, he's certainly going low enough and making enough birdies. He's just, he just can't keep that mistake off the card. I think if it gets tougher this week, there's a couple of players like him that would actually uh, prefer that. I think you know Scandinavian players tend to like a bit of wind. Um, certainly the British players will, will prosper in that as well. So um, how much do you think how different do you think the profile is this week to, to last week? Do you think we're just looking for the same players again? I think we're looking for the same players. Um, really interesting that Dietrich doesn't play because when they were interviewing him yesterday, coming down the second or third or whatever it was, um, he commented about how he was just beginning to sort of get to know the course because he said there were certain places where you can drive it knowing that the rough, you are able to come out of the rough and, and, and make the green. Um, and of course he doesn't play. I don't know why he's not playing this week, but it, for me it would make the most perfect sense for him to play um so yeah i think we're looking uh, look i mean there were players there that clearly took to it and yeah i mean you look at somebody like gavin green for example who who came to life on sunday um in much easier conditions it has to be said fire at the pin conditions um their prices have been destroyed but why shouldn't the likes of horsefield and and peter's one um you know andrew johnson why shouldn't they come on again um, I think you're looking at exactly the same player. I think those that played well last week will be flying round. You know, they'll have another practice round and, and they'll be full of confidence knowing every blade of grass round there. And I think it's going to be hard. I think there is, there are some you know, obviously quality players out there, but there are a couple that just, they do look different gear. And, and if they play to their, you know, false field isn't drunk or anything. Um <laughs> I just think they're different class. I, I'm, I'm struggling to to really to put one up from out of the blue. Um, you know, I, I can't find one where we'll go into it and go, yeah, he was, you know, 35th last week, and I think he'll come on for it. I think we're going to look at a very, very similar leaderboard by the end of, of the week. I think I think also is that this, as we keep sort of reiterating during this little swing, is that the same players are playing well most weeks. It's not a case of, I know Sammy Valamaki's been playing poorly and, and come up last week, but generally speaking, there's been indication, hasn't there, that, that they're showing signs of form. There's not someone just coming back to life out of nowhere. I mean, it wasn't long before the restart that Valamaki was winning and playing well, so it's not a complete surprise. Um, and I do think that obviously, um, you know, there are players that have suited to the course. Robert Rock's back in the field this week and he's played very well at Celtic Manor in the past. Um, would I want to back him at 33 and 42 and I'm not sure he's that type of player for me um, given his win record although I wouldn't be surprised if he if he was to go and do this in this field um, but as you say I think you know it's hard to look past Peters and Horsfield and certainly if there's someone that that you like in the uh, the PGA event as well uh, certainly the doubles seem to be the play this week I, I be honest with you I, I love looking for you know we like looking for big ones but you know there, there are a couple that I've looked at and one that I've backed um, look, you, you can make the same case that you made last week. So, you know, obviously we were on Stephen Brown last week. Um, 
started well, went off a bit, but did finish with a did finish with an eagle, which um, I thought was quite a difficult job to do on that 18th on on Sunday. Uh, you know, Moronk went for it and and just was short and came back into the water. Thank God, because it left me with a, a full place. Um, <laughs> but somebody like um, you know, if you liked Stephen Brown last week, I've got I don't see why you wouldn't this week. Um, I'd certainly rather be on him, for example, than Nicholas Colsart, whom conditions are perfect and you know didn't do a thing really. Um, so yeah, yeah, it, it's I, I can't think that there's anybody else apart from, as I say, those those couple of couple of bigger price players that I'd want to be with. I have one very very left field pick just based purely on the fact that he's a massive massive price and as a former winner and a second place finish here before um but we'll get to that in a minute but there's a reason he's a big price but um I think I'd I'd be interested to see what Bjork does again at a similar price he's a 40s one again this week I think that yeah he showed enough over the weekend to suggest that the course was fine and maybe just got off to a slow start um Adrian Otwegi showed plenty didn't he um and he's, he's, he's only gone down from 66 to 50 so i think that you know um you could be sort of looking there again sean crock has been playing very well since the restart um we've obviously seen american uh well not american <laughs> Sam Horsfield, but but he basically is isn't he um and he's you know sean crock has gone 15th 9th 22nd in the free starts uh his last free starts and he's played very well at the trophy hassan um, you know, last year. So it'd be interesting to see what he does, but he's not someone I'd get particularly excited about at 50 to 1. And I, I quite liked Moronk. I thought he looked, uh, you know, a good player. He's certainly shown plenty of form. Um, but, you know, I find it hard to, like you say, to look past a big one. So I think that if I was going to have one pick outside, I'd probably stick with Bjork at 40 to 1 and, and then go with my left field option. So where else are you looking? Well, I'm quite interested in Cojonan, who I wanted to turn up um, last week. Um, there was, a, I think, he was supposed to play the PGA, wasn't he? After the hero. Yeah, not um, sure what happened with that. Uh, yeah, I, I'm pretty sure he's supposed to. So I really, I really liked him, and obviously he's got form um, at the Welsh Open. I think he was tied eighth um, in Bordy's Bordy's win. Um, I, I thought he played particularly. I mean, I was annoyed that he was six because uh, he threw that away with that uh, that double on the par five at the at the hero. Um, but he actually came again perfectly okay. Um, looked like he was going to fade away to nothing. Ended up tied sixth. He was only five off the lead. Again, the hero open was Horsfield beats Dietrich, beats Bjork. So um, same same thing all over again. Um, problem is at 33, does he win enough to be at 33 when you compare him to, to the top two? I, I mean, it's, it's a special circumstance, isn't it? They're not playing against... You know, as, as much as the big guns are back in there, it's still not full strength field, is it? And um, what price can you make him when he makes obvious yeah, claims? Okay. okay. Um, I so mean, I yeah, he'd, he'd be one outside of, of Peters and Horsfield for me. Um, you know, at the end of the day, they were the best two in, in the field, really. Uh, Peters cocking up on Saturday. Um, yeah, um, I, I, I just don't know. I mean... Got you want to go left field after them too? Well, you've mentioned my left field picking Gregory Bordy. Now he uh, won in 2013, um, and then he was second in 2011 at this course. Now there's a reason he's obviously playing particularly poorly at the moment. He's dropped down to the Challenge Tour and not doing much there either. Um, but I just thought 350 to one. If it got you know really tough and the wind got up, we know he can play well in those conditions. We know mm. he knows every inch of the course. Um, that you know, it's not much of a risk at 350 to one. 
Um, and I just thought that it's a name I think is worth pointing out that he is a course winner and he's and he's backed that up with a, a second a couple of years before that as well. Um, that you know it, it wouldn't surprise me if he turns up on the leaderboard come the weekend. Um, you know he played in that he played in those two events just before the the real thing got started in the UK and he finished 44th in the first one where he was 70, 71, 76, 71. So he had a poor Saturday um, where he could have been sort of top 20 there. And I just wonder what his price would have been if he'd gone, you know, 20th, 20th, which he could have easily done in those two events. Um, do I think he's going to win? I think it's a, a big ask. Um, but we know he's someone that can get over the line, can't he? You know, he's he's won a few times on tour, um, you know, and and what does he really need to beat? I know we're talking about a potential world beater in uh, Sam Horsfield and Peters is certainly in the, uh, Dietrich and Peters and all that are sort of in that sort of category but you know he's won four times in European Tour he's one of the the winning this players in the field uh, it's just that there's a fear that it was too long ago now to, to maybe recreate um, yeah uh, Baldy yeah I mean you know to be honest he won't be for me but you know, you make a case for him, and, and I'm not going to argue. Gonna argue. Again, it's one of those ones, a bit like last week when I was throwing out some names, and they're not someone I'm going to, you know, pin my hopes on. Um, of course. If he misses the cut, it would be just as, you know, just as likely that that's going to happen. Um, I certainly wouldn't wouldn't really be fussed. I think more realistic options. I think players like Brandon Stone can go well here, even though he missed the cut. Just, you know, I think he's one off the cut last week. Um, you know, we know he can sort of play in tough conditions. He's played well in France. Um, it just depends what Brandon Stone turns up, doesn't he? He's a bit enigmatic. He sort of misses cuts just as likely as he does to be in contention. Yeah. I just think I mean, that, like you yeah. say, there's not there's not much interest outside the top three or four um, to really get excited about this week. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I think the top two. I mean, when the, th- the three of them were in, um, I think it was something like 130. For, you know, a couple or whatever you want to say for for those three, and I've never said this. I didn't think that was that bad. No. I, I was certain that one of them would actually trade shorter than that, and you could have the other two. You could have the other two running for you. Um, you know, it's uh, it's it's a bit sad when it's like that, but but hey ho. Um, you know, the others the others that I looked at, um, we discussed um, Otegi. Have I said that right this week? Yeah, yeah, um, spot on you know, that time. And yeah, he, he caught the eye coming again. Um, Sammy Valamaki, we put up at big prices a few weeks ago and doing nothing. Um, smash back to form. He's he's going to like returning to the same course, isn't he? Um, but again, I'm I'm not sure how consistent he is. You know, we've seen already that you know he he, he sort of floats in and out of form. But yeah, he's he's quite capable of winning. Um, the other one that I did really catch my eye over the weekend was um sebastian soderberg yeah uh, another one that, that I've, I've known since since the challenge tour back in whenever um he really caught the eye on sat on sunday I, uh, every time they showed him he was within 15 to 18 foot of the pin i mean literally every hole and you look at his card and he's part every every hole coming home um it, the his play on 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 saturday was on sunday i thought was was excellent to the eye um, and if the conditions, obviously it's been raining consistently, I think, around the whole country, um, and, and it's going to carry on Tuesday and Wednesday. So the greens will be soft. Um, I, I, look, I wasn't convinced about Horsfield's putting when the greens became soft on Saturday, to be honest with you. 
as, as they became softer, he seemed to struggle with the pace. Um, having said that, these, these quality iron players are just going to look for the pin all the time, aren't they? Yeah, um, it's, it's Soderberg, that's the difference. Yeah, Soderberg, Scandinavian. Um, we know they do well. Um, Wales, Ireland, Scotland. Um, they're not going to mind wind at all. Um, I, I was really impressed by what he did. I just didn't, you know, he just didn't, uh, unfortunately, be, just didn't pat anything. Um, everything was a couple of inches right or left. Uh, he's a winner at Crans, which is, is you know, decent decent grade. Um, obviously, you have to think about that course. And I think you have to think about the Celtic Manor course as well. It's just not just bosh it down because... Um, the Dieter was saying when he was learning the course it was he knows where to miss it so he knows where the rough is bad and he knows where the rough is decent so the holes you can bosh it fair enough but it, you can't just get up there and smack a driver um Horsfield's play on 15 for example Sunday I know he was leading and it made perfect sense but he was the only one we saw that actually took the you know the iron route and then the wedge route into the yeah. green but you had to look at these other players and think there was no advantage to drive the green at all. They were never going to make eagle with that pin position. It was impossible. Um, and it's just intelligent, intelligent play. Um, and somebody like Soderberg, I think, you know, who's done well at Crans, I think potentially has that. And 140 this morning, it was a bit like Stephen Brown the week before, I think, to be honest with you, Tom. So we saw Stephen Brown play well, and he went off. He, he started 140, didn't he, last week? Yeah, he did. Yeah. Tipped him up. He started well this week, uh, eagled the last on Saturday. So he, he, you know, he didn't do the job, but he definitely played slightly better than his score. And Soderberg's a similar type of character, um, probably a better player, in my view. Um, yeah, played really well, comes off Sunday, he's going to have a practice round again. Uh, no doubt he'll be practicing the putting. Uh, but if he gets that right, 141 is, is, is massive, really. Yeah, so I think to, to summarise really there is that we're not... We're finding it hard to look past the top top couple there, aren't we, in Peters and Horsfield. Mm. Um, Bjork, I think it was worth sticking with for another week. We're sort of looking at Adrian Otegi again. Um, yeah, he leads every stat there. We said it last week, didn't we? Yeah. Um, we missed the 40s last week, didn't do anything till Sunday. Um, oh, I just can't. I mean, I just can't back him at less than 30. It just can't be done. And that's the thing. if you've got someone like a Soderberg there that you think's got a half a chance, then, then take a punt at three figures. And again, I'm not going to advocate here to, to go and put your you know, your life savings on Gregory Bordy because he he could be playing with one hand for all I know. I haven't really tracked his progress. I think he's he's kind of lost his way a little bit when he was always quite reliable. Um, but he's a, a fantastic iron player on his day, and he and he knows how to get over the line. And certainly, if he was in contention, he's got a lot more experience of doing it than other people have. So. I just thought a 350 to one when you can get you know six or seven places was <laughs> was quite interesting. But there we go. I don't I don't think we need to look too far past. But the one person I did want to mention before we move on to to the more interesting event I would say is How Tong Lee. What do we expect him to do? I mean he was he literally looked in the wilderness didn't he for quite a while um, and then sort of turned up at the PGA Championship and yes. acted like VJ Singh didn't he and and wouldn't leave the range which. I couldn't get on board with all the, the ridiculing and, and nonsense they were talking about him. I thought, you know, he clearly needed to work on his game. He knew his driving wasn't good enough, uh, and he went and worked on it. I saw a, a Corn Ferry Tour player say that he'd saw him do it two years ago. Um, it's just something he does, and because he was up there leading a major, he was under the spotlight, that's all. I think he's got an incredible work ethic, and maybe that's what, you know, has caused him to 
he may be playing himself out of it and working too hard on it. Um, but he's certainly a, a quality player. I mean, we've seen him win uh, in Dubai. He's won the China Open. He's, you know, a couple of seconds in Turkey. And, you know, now he's gone third at an Open Championship, albeit, you know, backdoor. Mm-hmm. He's had two top 17 finishes at US Open PGA Championship. Uh, he's played well at a match play. He's finished uh, fifth at a Dunhill Links, seventh in France. It wouldn't surprise me, even after what had happened at the PGA, if he was to come over and play well. It's just I would be concerned, given that everyone else around him has sort of had a week to, to have a go at it. Yeah, I can't. I mean, yeah, look, if you look at the bare bones of his form and you pick out the best bits, then yeah, quality-wise, but I can't have him coming over coming over to Wales. Not, and, not, a, and not a 16 not to the, 1 no, best price, is it? To be honest, I wouldn't, I'll, you know, you could put 25 up, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have him. Um, but then I wouldn't have, you know, Bob McIntyre, who's going to win the Open one day. I wouldn't back him at 18. Um, I, I just think, you know, what we, we actually saw last week around the course, you, you, I think you're taking a chance with the others. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, look, quality-wise, they're there, aren't they? Yeah. But, we saw that you know we saw what happened that experience it looks like you know a lot of these players had that thursday and friday round then went on and, and played much better over the weekend um conditions granted um and i just think having that run is gonna gonna do so many of these you know so much good and i, I wouldn't want to be on I, no. I, just not interested mate yeah no i'm not i'm not really i just thought it was a name that because he was up there and we hadn't we hadn't mentioned him by name and it was worth putting in the quote about, you know, VJ Singh Jr., that was all. Um, but there we go. Let's move on to the, the Northern Trust. It's the first of the, the PGA Tour playoff events. Um, so basically anyone in the field this week uh, has been playing very strong golf throughout the season or for, for a large majority of it. There are a couple of names in there that I thought, how the hell have they made it this far? Mm-hmm. Um, one being Zach Blair and the other one being... Uh, uh, Scott Harrington, but they're both at you know 750 to one, so it makes sense why they're uh, right down there. But um, by the way, if you haven't heard Scott Harrington's story, it's very very interesting. It's worth going to check out. Listen to his uh, interview. I won't tell you who it's with because we don't like podcast competition. But he's uh, you can quickly Google it and find it. But look, you know Bryson is joint favourite with Justin Thomas. Um, Bryson won here the last time the event was hosted on this course in 2018. Uh, well, the other event was hosted in 2018, and um, you know it's, it's difficult to argue with, isn't it? You know he's a he's an excellent player. He's he's getting better. Uh, two runs out on his course are a 30th and a first. He looked pretty good at the PGA for the most part, so it's no surprise that he's favourite. And and Justin Thomas is is who he is, isn't he? You know he's he's the most prolific uh, in a short space of time um, out of the top few. Although Colin Morikawa has something to say about that at the moment. Um, <coughs> But you know, I just I don't feel the need to go and take these both at you know twelve to one, especially if you want to go and double one of them up in you know with the favourites in Europe, then I wouldn't you know wouldn't put you off. Uh, and Thomas has won here two years ago, so they've both got reasons to be the favourites. Um, but I thought Thomas, okay, he came back a little bit on the final day, but he he didn't look right. For I don't know what it was, but he looked really upset on the final day he looked really I don't know if it's just a case of he's not used to being out of contention very much and, and was fed up of having to go out there but yeah it just didn't look right for me no he didn't he didn't there was something wrong there um, but to be fair you know he's, he's a professional golfer he's had a couple of weeks it's, 
that I can't see how that's going to make make that much difference. To be honest with you, mate. You know, you know, when I looked at it, you know, the first thing I did was see how PGA winners perform at the old Northern Trust, which obviously was then the Barclays, which takes its, which has gone to various. It didn't seem to matter what course that the, they played the Northern Trust stroke Barclays round. PGA winners done really well, didn't they? You know, uh, Brooks has been t- uh, tied eighth here in 2018. Thomas tied six after he won in the same year. Blah, blah, blah. Walker, uh, I think, was second in the Wyndham, actually. You know, Day won it when it was the Barclays. Or he's uh, tied, uh, tied 22. I know, it. you know, that's not amazing, but they all do particularly well. And, of course, then when you look now that it's at TPC Boston, look at, you know, the last couple of years, as you rightly say, you know, Bryson, who actually missed the cut in that year's uh, PGA, but has played well here. You know, he's there. You've got um, Justin Rose, who always, always up there in, in all the important tournaments. Go back to 17, JT won it, won the PGA. 2016, Rory, obviously PGA winner. You've got Casey was second in 2016. He obviously played well in this year's PGA. So for me, again, this is just one of those weeks where I don't really see the point of looking down the, down the field. Um, no. You're looking for, I mean, it's five par fives, I think, on this, isn't there? Yeah. Um, but they're, you know, for, for most of these top players, it should be bread and butter, really. You, you shouldn't really need to be an extra long hitter. Um, you know, the front nine, I think, is very, very scorable. These players are quality. I think you need to hit something around 18 to 20 under. So if the wind blows in, in Wales, maybe they won't get there. But otherwise, yeah, you're looking at you know, probably combined 34, 36 under for the two tournaments. Um, it's tee to green. It's approaches. It's exactly the same as as the PGA around another course. I mean, I know it's different configuration, but you only have to look at the recent history. Um, everybody that's that's been up there um, in this event, when it was the Deutsche Bank or the Dell, tee to green, they're absolutely solid. Par four performance, they're not bad at as well. But everything yeah. is there about it is just get it on the short stuff, which I know is not that difficult around here, um, and and pummel it into these big greens and 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 putt away. Um, I think the obvious will will prove to be the case. Uh, you know, I've got one that's slightly slightly wayward, but uh, for me, um, I'm, I'm quite happy to reinvest on, on Colin again, to be honest. Um, I think he'll have recovered from, you know, from any celebrations that he might have had after the PGA. Um, as we've already, I've already said, PGA do well, whatever you want to call this event and wherever you want to hold it. And quite honestly, I mean, he's up there in par five performance, so he's really not going to mind the, the, the five par fives. I think he's third in par five performance. He leads, um, um, sorry, he's third in tee to green, second or third in tee to green. Uh, I think if he hadn't won the PGA, you'd still fancy him for this. And he has won the PGA. So I, I, I think he should be shorter than 22, to be honest. I was I was actually surprised that he was that price. And I know for weeks now I've been saying that, you know, he's or I've been saying he's too short because of his putting. Then he goes and wins a PGA Championship in his second major start, first as a professional. Realise he's won three times since turning pro and he's got seven million in the bank already. He hasn't got the scar tissue that he could potentially have got had he missed those couple of short putts that put me off in the first place. I don't understand why he's you know, 22 to 1. He's, no. I've, I've actually got a couple of players I prefer over at the same price point, but... If someone come up to me and but you know over the last six weeks and said I'm going to back Colin Morikawa at 28 to one, I go don't like his putting, don't don't like his short game. If it comes up like this week, I'll go right, yeah, fair enough. I just I just can't 
I cannot see the disparity between him and John Rahm and Rory McIlroy at the moment, given the current form. I know they're obviously more proven and been around longer and things like that, but but Morikawa's different class, isn't he? Yeah, I mean, you know, you still, you, you know, one swallow, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So it, it remains to be, you know, this may well be more of a putting contest. Well, it will be, I would imagine, more than the PGA. But I wonder, I mean, he's got to be on a high, hasn't he? I mean, you know, he's going to go there. No, he needs the bee's knees now. You know, he does, it's not talk now. This has actually been done. Yeah. Um, you know, um, and, and you, you're, you're always saying to me to look in comparison. I don't see how you can touch Brooks Kepka at the moment for anything. Um, and he's 30 and 33. And you've got the PGA winner who's absolutely flying, could have any amount of improvement in him whatsoever. He's going to like this course without question. And he's, he's you know, he's 22. Uh as you rightly say, look around. You know, Zando. I love Zander. He's the same price. How's he? I, I don't understand. You know, you're quite right. John Rahm, 14. That, it just, it doesn't make sense. Uh, it's the wrong price. 16. Yeah. If they'd have opened up 16, nobody would have said he's too short. No. No, people would just probably not back him because they don't think the value's there. But the only thing that worries me a little bit is how well he knew the greens at the PGA. Like, he'd spoken of how much he loved Harding Park. We mentioned it on the podcast. You know, he'd been there quite a few times as a as a college player, uh, and they weren't the most difficult greens. They're they're kind of flat, big, nothing really to them. Um, once you get a bit of a run on them, they're fine. Uh, I do wonder still whether a bit more of a complex green, but that doesn't seem to be the case this week anyway. I don't think it's a mess. It's just a case of rolling in as many as you need to. There is going to be a lot of putting that needs to be done, but they're not it's not like we're asking to put on Augusta Greens it's not like there's something you need to know about them I think they're all pretty much in front of you you just got to do it haven't you so yeah I couldn't argue with it's that a, it's a quality players tournament isn't this I yeah, mean I know so, you know if, you know they shorten it down to what 70 odd after this don't they yeah. um but this is this is this is one by it's, it's all there it's, it's in front of you, you well, know. Let's, let's look at the last four winners on this course and you've got Bryson beating Justin Rose you've got Thomas beating Spieth Rory beating Casey Ricky beating Fowler uh, Ricky beating Fowler. Uh, Ricky actually, to Ricky, be fair, he normally does beat himself. He does normally beat himself. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Ricky beating Stenson. So yep. you know, and to be honest, even when you look at Chris Kirk, who won the year before, he's a, he's a winner, and he beat Henley, Horschel, Ogilvy, who's a major winner, and then you go back to Stenson beating Stricker, Ricky uh, Rory beating Louis, yeah. Yeah. Webb beating Ches Reevy, 2011. But it's. It is, it's quality, isn't it? There's only one player on the board, Olin Brown, who's, you know, a different category to all these other winners we mentioned. We've got Vijay's winning there twice, Scott's won there on his debut. Um, you know, it's it's when when it gets to the business end of the season, and although there was, a you know, a delayed start to this season and, and things like that, and this isn't, you know, as far down the line as it would be normally, um, there's still been plenty of tournaments since the restart, hasn't there? It's been a heavy schedule. They've got a major out of the way. We're starting to see who's in form and who isn't. I don't think you need to be looking for a flyer at you know, 200, 300 to 1. It's going to be around this. I think the, the, the sweet spot at the moment seems to be around the 30, 35, 41 market at the moment. Um, and there is certainly a couple of players off there of interest. Um, but I certainly couldn't look past Colin Morikara. I know you're interested in Dustin Johnson as well. Yeah, I think you have to be around here, don't you? Yeah. Uh, I mean, look. He, he didn't do anything wrong in the PGA at all, did he? Um, it was, he didn't, and, that, and that's the thing. He was just people, beaten by... I mean, a lot of people, haven't they? They've said, oh, it's typical Dustin Johnson. I think, no, it's not typical Dustin Johnson. He, The only thing he did is he wasn't quite positive enough, 
Um, but I think he actually controlled his game very well. There wasn't really too many ebbs and flowing. He was just steady all along. And it took Morikawa to come and take on the 16th and and uh, Eagle to, to get the win. And when you get when you get beaten as opposed to throwing it away yourself, I just don't think you need to... It's a bit like Fleetwood at, at the Open. You know, Lowry just came out and played played his socks off. You know, he wasn't going to get beaten that day. Um, and when you look at Dustin since 2009 here, he's got two fourths, a seventh and an eighth. Mm. Um, he's class, isn't he? He's absolutely class. He was... Well, well. Yeah. The same price for the PGA, wasn't he? Twenty twenty-two to one. And we, well, I thought that was big. Hmm. Um, and he's the same price this week, even after finishing second and twelfth his last two starts. Yeah, well, it was between DJ and Morikawa for me uh, um, as as the as the you know final bet on PGA, and I just you know the coin came the right way for, for once in my life. Um, <laughs> normally, people have a double heady coin and do me. Um, but yeah, I mean, you you put it there. I mean, he loves the course again. Like I say, I don't really see it. all these top players. It doesn't seem to matter whether it's called the Northern Trust around another course like it is this week or it's around this course and called the Delta. It's really, really weird because, OK, the Northern Trust tends to has had a couple of, you know, ropey, ropey top 10 players in the past. Um, but as the Northern Trust, yeah, um, sorry, um, TBT Boston, you, you it, it, the quality comes there and. Yeah, what can you say? You know, he's he's got it there. He's actually won the Northern Trust, obviously, when it was, you know, when when it was the Northern Trust, if you like, <laughs> um, as opposed to a redesigned flipping Dell Technologies or whatever this is. But yeah, I, look, how can you argue with him? I think he's in flying form, and it's another one where I think I don't I don't quite get it. I don't understand why Rory and Ram are six points shorter. Um, you know, you could put all them in at sixteen. I think those four players, and nobody would really really complain about it i don't think um and that's you know that's you know that's that's a big margin isn't it so for me yeah you're going to get a run with both of them um what, you know what you want that's that's what you're looking for is is you're always looking for a you know a runner at the final furlong of the horse race and i think with morikar and, and dustin you're, you're going to get a runner at the sunday mark so i i, I think you're guessing the rest and I, I honestly think they're too short i think you know, I'm a fan of Cantley, but he's 30. With Simpson, he's 30. I'm a fan of him. He's too short. Um, Burgers, 35. In context, I think it's too short. Casey, he's, he's, you know, he didn't try an inch last week, unfortunately. Um, he's too short. Uh, so in context, I think, for me, those two absolutely stand out of the prices. And noticeable, they're drifting as well. Um, <laughs> um, look, I think... This is going to be a bit of a glutton for punishment, I think. Um, I'm, a, you know, if he does it to me again this week and then does it to me in the Masters, I'm going to be upset if he goes and doesn't get it done. But I think Tony Finau is is yeah. a decent price this week. I think he's just uh, in incredible form as he has been pretty much since he comes to prominence. Um, hits the ball as good as anybody. Hits the ball as far as anybody. Um, he come full fear in 2018. Uh, it's a big event. He turns up for big events. You know, full for the PJ Again, like DJ, he didn't do anything wrong that final day. Uh, he was four under par, 66 on the last day. Um, same as Casey, same as Day. Um, you know, one one worse than Wolf, two worse than Mara Crower. You know, when he was in the hunt, he had a go. He, his seven, second round 70 was the problem. Um, I just think sometimes he doesn't... He kind of doesn't take advantage when he needs to earlier in the week and then leaves himself too much to do at the weekend. 
if he can just get off to that hot start and, and be placed after 36 hours as opposed to 54, um, he's going to win, isn't he? Look, everyone last night was like, you know, Jim Herman's got three wins and Tony Finau's got one. It's not comparable. They're not even comparable players. One's a superstar and one's a, a journeyman pro that, to his credit, uh, gets the job done when he has a chance. But, that you know, in, in eight years' time, when Finau's 38 and Herman got his first win, I'm sure he'll have five or six. Um, and, I, and I do think he'll win before the year's out. I just think that he got beat at the Phoenix Open by Webb. Um, he got beat at the PGA. Uh, has he, you know, 3M Open, he should have won. Like, you can't you can't hide about that. Um, but again, Michael Thompson only shot one better than him. He just put himself in a better position going into the final day. I just think, eventually, the stars are going to align and he's just going to be too good on the week. And I think this could be that week. I think that you've got question marks over Rory. You've got question marks over Rahm. Um, although he come back very well on the last day. Because you don't know what's going on. The one minute he's contending, the next minute he's he's got the right hissy fit. Mm. Um, Woods is not you know, at his best yet. Although, again, he might be a decent price this week. We don't know. It depends on his, his current health. But... I just think when there's a, cu- a couple of question marks about players like that, and, and Fino's not scared to play against these guys. He's, he's, there is no fear factor. I just, I genuinely believe he, whether it's a facade and he just puts it on, he just looks too laid back for me. He just looks like someone that doesn't, he doesn't crumble because it means so much to him. He just doesn't get out of second gear, I don't think. But that, you know, he could be trying his hardest and he's just covering up very well. Don't know, do we? No, uh, you can't get in the head, can you? That, no, no, you know, that's the problem. We, we can't. I mean, certainly if you look at his attitude to all, you know, and then, I mean, look, you, you don't know. Some, some people just look calm on the outside, don't they? Look, we go back to Horsfield and, and Peters, for example. You know, absolute quality, but one looks like nothing really bothers him. If he wasn't mic'd up, you wouldn't know that he was, you know, annoyed. And the other one, you can tell. So, yeah, I mean, look, I think he, he was full field, wasn't he, in the 2018 yeah. deal? Five par fives, it's good. It's, it's going to suit him, isn't it? Does he win? Don't know. Thirty-three to one first eight. Why not? I mean, you know, it's. I, when when again, you look at that I'd in 2018, be, I'd rather be on him than uh, Rory or Ram at their price. Absolutely, that, that's my point. Is that I think he's got. Okay, it's it's ridiculous to say that he's got the same win chance as those two. If you know things that are going well, but at the moment, on current form, I'd say he has. And when he's, you know over double the price of them you look back when he finished fourth here in second fourth eighth 15th in that playoff run uh the 15th obviously the tour championship so it's not that great next year he went fourth and seventh at the bmw and the tour championship you know he just he plays well in these big events he plays well mm. in wgc's he plays well in majors you know it's going to happen um he probably should get up for the smaller events a bit more and, and go and get those wins um but he's not the only person that's guilty of that he's not you know Kepka doesn't do it, does he? He doesn't do it in regular events as often as he should. Um, the difference between Kepka is he's won four majors, isn't he? But, um, but Finau's got his time. There's still plenty of time to do it. I think that he's he's playing, you know, Augusta very well. Um, one of these one of these days, he's just going to shoot six, seven under on the final day, and you, and everyone's going to go, well, that was ridiculous. That was for us to write him off. I mean, yeah. If you don't Jim Herman front, though, gave up, did he? Well, you don't know, do you? you don't... Mm, I think <laughs> you do. If he, if he wakes up on a Sunday morning and he gets three under through... He had a chance to get three under through three on that final day at the PGA and he and he parred the third. If he'd have gone, if he'd have gone four straight birdies, you know, I just... He might have got too far ahead. 
they just I just think there's he doesn't seem to make massively critical mistakes. I just think that he seems to not take advantage when he needs to. So it's a hard one. I don't I don't see him as someone that breaks down. I just see him as someone that needs to to kick on a bit more, which I suppose at the end of the day equals the same result. But yeah, I thought thirty three to one. He was forty to one originally when I liked him. He just he just stuck out to me really, considering the type of player he is and and the field that we're in. Yep, I mean, if my auntie had wheels, she'd be a shopping trolley, as uh, the great Italian uh, chef That's an interesting Gino, saying, Gino right? Bonatelli once said on this morning. Yeah, um, so there we are. If, um, if, yeah, I mean, why not? I, I, you know, will he finish top eight, top ten? Very, very likely. Very likely. Um, has he got the steel at the moment to defeat, uh, you know, someone with a bit more, um, I don't know if it's will, a bit more, now it's just the, the others have something. not got the like we talked about. Morikawa hasn't got any scar tissue, hasn't he? Hasn't got in contention and lost. I suppose he did a little bit of colonial, but that was sort of the first time. He's just used to getting contention and winning. Finau's used to getting in contention and not quite getting it done. But you've got to remember the two times he's been beaten in you know playoffs, you know, Xander, Webb Simpson, when when really the other person's had to trump him. I just don't think he's ever you know, he's not shot a 76 in the final round and no. really blown his chances. It's, it's a different way of doing it. Um, the opposite, complete opposite to Tony Fee now. Uh, someone that definitely loves being in the hunt, definitely uh, gets the most out of his game is Patrick Reed. Um, he was second mm. off the tee last week, uh, 14th in approach, 18th in putting. Uh, interesting enough, he was 78th in strokes gained around the green. Now, when you listen to players on tour, especially Justin Thomas, he's very bullish about the fact that Patrick Reed has the best short game he's ever seen. Um, and that's quite high praise indeed. So that suggests that he had a you know an off week with with his chipping around the green and still finished you know top nine uh, at the Wyndham. Uh, that was after finishing 13th at the PGA, 10th at the Memorial, um, winning earlier you know at the WGC Mexico in February. Um, no one wants to admit they like him because it's popular to hate him. Um, but at the end of the day, this is this is a quality golfer. He's won two of these playoff events already. Um, he's won uh, this event itself, albeit yes, yeah. of course um, last year. What you know, he's thirty to one. He, if if anyone liked him, he'd be twenties. Um, I say it every time I, I'm interested in backing him. I just, I honestly think he's just constantly overlooked. Um, yeah, I yeah. mean, sorry, for I just yeah, he's he's been mocked ever since saying he was going to be a top five player in the world, um, and he's on more than one occasion, looked like that type of player, hasn't he? Um, okay, he's only ever got to, to sixth or whatever it was, his highest ranking. But, um, you know, he's won a Masters. He's won WGC events twice. He's won those tournament champions where it's, you know, 30 men in the field and all the best players. Um, he's had a couple of other chances in majors. Uh, playoff events are his bread and butter so far since he's come on tour. 30-1 to 1 to... He's not the type that's going to get distracted by defending champion nonsense. I just thought 30 to 1 was plenty fair. I'd, when I, and I bash him every week, it appears, Patrick Cantlay. I still think Patrick Cantlay's got something to prove at 30 to 1. I don't think Patrick Reed has. No, nice. I don't think he's got anything to prove. No, it's fair enough. I mean, notice, noticeable that um, when he won this uh, in 2016, it was at Beth Plage Black. Um, and you wouldn't have put him, you know, you wouldn't have put him down necessarily as someone. Um, that might be the best in the field on that day. Um, you had a whole load of 
long driver surrounding him or just behind him. Um, yeah, he, he can adapt to anything. And look, we've always said, haven't we? He's he's very similar. He's the sort of American, you know, Ian Poulter, if you like. Um, he doesn't he just, stop. I think and, he's and, a better version, isn't he? That's the thing, isn't he? He's, he's what Poulter we all hope he would be in the sense that Poulter's brilliant at the Ryder Cup. Um, but doesn't quite get over the line in those majors, and Reed has done it already. Yeah, I think I think as people have also said, you know, there is that similarity between Horsfield and Reed. I think. Yeah. Um, in that, you know, when that vital 10, 12 foot putt is there, they do seem to get it, and you know, uh, you, you can't knock him for that. Um, I, I mean, okay, bounce back to form last week in the Wyndham, which proved to be, you know, an okay event um, in the end. Um, I think a lot of the you know, I expected a lot of the PGA, you know, players to to come on and play a little bit better than that. But, you know, in retrospect, perhaps not. Um, can't knock it. Finishes with a 64 on, you know, what is a completely different course. But, yeah, he can play. He can play very long courses. And, and he, you know, again, he doesn't mind par fives. When you consider he isn't noticed as one of the, you know, noticed as one of the, you know, the great long hitters. Um, why not? He, he'll get, as you rightly say, you say, I think most times, Tom, he gets everything out of his game yeah. that he needs to. And, and he's up there and he's not, yeah, and he's not worried about it. He likes this course, three top sixes. Um, again, you know, he doesn't, for me, he doesn't stand out at the price. But there's, there's, you know, each way fifth, top eight in a few places. And again, uh, perhaps I'd rather be on him than something. I, I say it again. You know, we're looking at Rory and, and Rahm. Um, you know, Rory's gone to 12 in one place, and I'd certainly rather want to be on, on Reed than Rory at 12 to 1. The, th- the thing with Rory is, you know, he's won here twice at this course. He's got a fifth. Um, you know, but that, one of those wins come in 2012 when he was, I think, you know, I think he, you know, he has, I don't think he's peaked particularly, but I think he was more fearless at that age. Uh, he then done it again in 2016. Um, yes, he had a free win season last week, but he is all over the place. Like, yeah, he's, he's not. He's 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 completely. Like you look at his form. Okay, he's not missing cuts, but thirty third at the PGA, forty seventh at the, you know the week before, thirty second. What? That's not good enough. Like it doesn't. You know, if he wins this week, fine. Uh, you know, I will not be surprised because it's Roy McIlroy. He's won twice on this course before. But I'm not backing him at 12 to. I, I mean, I don't ever. Re- he's not a player I like backing because I've never, I've never thought. Okay, this is a as a Rory week. I've never thought that. I just think that he's good enough to win anywhere. He, he hits the ball the country mile. He hits the ball better than everybody else, maybe at his best. And this was a discussion I put out on Twitter. I don't know if you saw it. That, that I sort of said, you know, everyone talks about if if everyone's at their best, Rory's the best. And I thought, okay, I don't. One, I don't particularly agree with that. But two, I don't think that's the best barometer. I think who? Why not look at who's the best when they're at their worst and who can get it round hmm. when when they're struggling? Um, and and Rory doesn't come in the equation for that. If he's struggling, he's he's off. He's seventy five, seventy six. He's not not getting it back. Okay, he's he's you know susceptible to going two or three birdies in a row. Um, but Thomas doesn't check out anywhere near as much as he does. Rahm certainly seems to be you know better than that these days dj seems to get get control of his game better than that i don't i couldn't trust him even on a sunday with a lead at the moment not not in comparison to to thomas even bryson at the moment ram um you know everyone everyone mocks dustin johnson for how he doesn't close out on a sunday 
uh, but the guys won 21 times. Um, I just, you know, yes, he won. He had an unbelievable season last week, last year, and I think that people are still hanging on to that. But he's not the same player at the moment. So what's the point in even looking back at what he done last year? You know, Brendan Todd's won three times, or nearly won three times this season. Or you know, what? <laughs> when do you start hanging on to something for too long? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so as much as you know, I like Rory. I think he's a brilliant ambassador for the game. I think I like him more now than I did when he was at his best. Um, I just I don't really see the point of it. Jason Day um, is in incredible form, isn't he? Ever since he split up with his coach, I don't know if that's a case of he needed to get away from him, but he's, we're hearing it a lot more at the moment, aren't we? That the players that are taking more ownership over their swing are, are prospering from it. Um, I think sometimes people come too reliant on their coaches, caddies, etc., etc. Mm-hmm. Um, since he's made that split, he went seventh and fourth. And I said to you, didn't I? I wonder if it's just because it's in Muirfield Village, that's his home course, uh, followed up with a sixth and a fourth. So obviously not. Um, he's got a second, a third, a seventh here, three top 15s. Um, any interest at 25 to 1, 28 to 1 in him or not? Um, not for me. Um, you know, I. I, I, I we know that I, I missed the 50s for the PGA the week before that, that you know, he went round about this price in the end, and he went off 30 yeah. or something, silly, 25, something like that. He was, he was heavily tipped. Um, you can see it, can't you? Um, again, I, I struggle with Jake. I've always struggled with Jake. I don't know what it is. And I, I can't put my finger on it. I, I couldn't call him right. Um, but, I, I, you know, I fully respect his chance and the fact that he's flying. Um I was going to go off on a tangent about relying on caddies and reading and stuff, but I won't do that because that's really but I, I found him a really difficult person to trust, and mainly because of his health. You know, he was just as likely to come off the course with vertigo and bad backs. And yeah, I think that's miles. a lot of it psychological. Yeah, I think it was. I think he, you know, I think, okay, you can't take away the fact that he was hurt. You know, I think mm. he's, he's, you know, he's destroyed his body at times. And maybe this new swing that he's got himself in the field he's getting in is protecting his back. Uh, and maybe that's why he's playing so well. Um, but I think that's why I've struggled to get on board with him in earlier. You know, people said he can't miss at Augusta and things like that uh, ever since, you know, he came runner up on his debut. Um, but I'd rather take a chance to him in a, in a bigger price in a, in a, in a major, uh, whether you can still get that or not, I don't know. But then, then this week, um, you know, he's got good form here. Uh, you can't take that away. But it's not spectacular when you when you look at it closely. I mean, he's got a second and a third in 2010-2011. Um, he's a seventh 2014. But, you know, when he was at his pomp in you know, 2015-2016, he's a 12th and 15th. And there was sort of changes towards the end of, you know, more recent events uh, to the course. And I wonder if that's, you know, worked against him slightly. Um, I think there's a, a couple of question marks to make it say that 25-1. That to 1, I'd, I'd rather back Patrick Reid, put it that way. Yeah, that's fine. I, I don't have a strong opinion either way um, on day. I, I wouldn't be back in 25. Wouldn't surprise me to see him win by. Th- well, it would actually see him win by three. I don't think he can. Um, Same sort of thing, is it? But... No, no, it's not. He's he's a big grinder, isn't he? I, I don't know if this is. This might be a bit too too uh, easy a course, maybe. I don't know. We'll see. Are you willing to give Paul Casey another chance after last week? Well, he didn't try an inch last week, so it's an irrelevancy. Um, Looked like he was going to do something, um, and and you know he just plodded around, didn't he? Really. Um, look on the PGA form and purely on the fact that PGA, you know, players that have done well at that, just 
do well at this, you know, in this event. Um, you have to, but I don't think particularly um, with five par fives that it's necessarily um, going to suit him above, you know, the, the more obvious players. Um, I know he's slightly bigger, bigger this morning. Uh, it, to be honest, it, it, but he's he's played well. I think he should have won really, or, or in 2016 here. Um, yeah. The typical Casey sort of uh, not putting your head down and getting to the line. Um, he played well. Look, if, if you take the PGA out, what price is he? He's big, that, isn't he? That's, he's that's big. the thing he's 80s, I wonder, isn't, isn't it? In the, he's 80s. Is how, how much stock can you put into that one week at the PGA Championship where he was so buoyant and happy and maybe there was just a factor of, you know, it was nice to have Johnny Longstock's back on the bag and he had a, you know, a good week and... I think there were these players, you know, if you get a couple of rounds under their belt straight away, it's easier to ride a bit of momentum. If you start off a bit slow, uh, it starts to creep in that you've not been playing very well. Um, and I wonder if that's the case. But when you look at it, you know, just in his pure form, his 21st, 4th and 2nd the last three years on this course, um, I just he stands out in terms of that's a big enough price. And I think that him and Reed were the two most talked about players I've certainly seen um, this week. Um but again, I would rather be on Reed, just even at those uh, comparative prices. Yeah, I mean, it's a bit bizarre. It's like, I, I know at the end, yeah, 20-1 was short last week. But in comparison to the field he faces, and for me, what the suitability of the course was, um, I still say that's a better bet than backing him at 40 here. Yeah. Um, what can you do? Um, yeah, I mean, uh, fourth to... Uh, JT in 2017 again he was high in T to green which is his absolutely his game as we know um, it, his figures fit without question um, uh, do, uh, do I understand why people have taken what they've taken this morning 50 is it a bit bigger yeah yeah um, meh, meh meh I think is the word you use isn't it in this situation if you could have a bet on Hideki Matsuyama to finish 20th I would do it <laughs> Um, other than that, not particularly interested. I think that's his game at the moment. Um, you look at his course form when he was, you know, whatever he was. You know, some people might have said he was the best player in the world at one point. He never has been. Uh, but he's 57th, 25th, 15th, 23rd. And then, ironically, his best finish come last time at fourth. Um, but, you know, look, 22nd, 20th, cut, 22nd, course, 21st. Mm. It's him. He, he's yeah. not good enough at the moment. He's, he's very mm. solid. Um, his his iron play is never going to let him down. When you've got to start getting to eighteen and twenty under, you've got to be able to putt. Um, no but thanks. But he's getting bigger, isn't he? He's he getting is. Bigger. He's, he's getting, getting towards the price now that he should be, but still towards. Okay. That's okay. that's what I really. You, know, you don't think forty five is big for him? No. Okay. Not not in this field because I don't because I don't see it as much. You know, it's as strong as a as a major field, isn't it? No, it is, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and no, I don't, I don't think it is. I think, you know, especially when you start looking at some places, he's 35 to 1, 33 to 1. I think people are still hanging on to the fact that he was that player that he was two or three years ago. <laughs> yeah, and maybe. he isn't. He, yeah. You know, I, I might be out being unnecessarily harsh, and, and I was doing the same with Morikawa and his putting, and, and he's maybe like, all right, not. You might be right. You might be right. That was only, but you know, yeah. He's had, okay, he's had two top sixes on the season. Um, well, three top sixes, four top sixes, when you go back really start to the, you know, pre-Christmas time. But 
since the restart, miscut 21st, 22nd, miscut 20th, 22nd. There's so much pressure on that bloke, and everyone was talking about um, he would benefit from the fact that the, the, the media weren't there at the major, um, and you know because he has such a big following. Uh, well, it didn't pan out that way, did it? <laughs> he finished 22nd. He finished tied with Benny Ann, Victor Perez, Brendan Steele, Alex Noren. Yeah, he's, 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 he's not good enough at the moment, but it's, it's just interesting to see how much he's drifting. If look, if he what I look at it as is Justin Rose is sixty six to one and Tyrrell Hatton is sixty six to one. Those sort of players, if he's down in those sort of mm, prices, absolutely. I'm going okay. You have to consider it at forty five to one. I could I could literally sit here make all this case against him. If he wins on Sunday, I'd still go. No, I'm I'm happy with that process because I just I just think that That's I don't fair. see the value in it. And, that's fair. and if I feel that way about it, then there's no point in going back on it, is there? No, um, I, I, we, no, that's absolutely that's absolutely fair. I think I think yeah, if Rose is twenty odd points bigger, that's wrong, isn't it? One of them's wrong. I'm not sure which one is, but um, but if they yeah. were both fifty, you would you would say okay, right, take your pick. Um, but one of them's sixty six, one of them's forty five, and and one of them's one more recently than the other. Hmm. One of them is a more consistent player than the other. Um, maybe not so much this season. Certainly since the restart, Rose hasn't been, but he looked good at the PGA, didn't he? Um, better than Matsuyama Armour did. Yep. So let's go by the recent team. Yep, it's, you know, there's, it's not hidden. That, that's the thing for me. It's not like there's you no, know, yeah. hidden form in it where he's striking the ball incredibly well and he just needs to putt to, to get it together. Okay, yes. But how many times do you go, that's going to be the case? I mean, Denny McCarthy, they say that every week, that he's going <laughs> to, if he putt, if he gets his irons going, he's going to win. We've fucking got like, seven strokes gained last week and approach led the field and still didn't win. It doesn't it doesn't work like that. One then another part of the game starts to suffer. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's the way I see it. I think if you're overly reliant on one thing quickly turning round, um you're in a bit of spot of bother really. Um something else is bound to let you go. We'll see. I could be wrong. You know, we'll we'll clip this out. I'll happily clip it out myself if I'm completely wrong and okay. I'll, I'll never say you can never win again. Um, I'll be a mate. I'll be a mate. That's ridiculous. But yeah, I'll, I'll be surprised be... if he wins this week. Yeah, I would be. Yeah. You know, because what price is he? You know, if he let's say he finishes tenth this week, um, which is possible. What's he going to be next week? Twenty eight. Mm. Yeah. I'll, I'll take a chance then, because he's shown it. Then. I don't even know what he's like in contention at the moment. No, that's that's fair. That's fair. Especially fair. against Morikawa, JT. You know. Yeah, it's very fair. Reed. There we go. We'll move on from him because I'm not actually betting him, so it's a bit pointless talking about him. What do you expect from Woods this week? Uh, don't, don't, don't know. It's hard to tell, isn't it? Uh, yeah, you know, I'm not. Every, I'm not, every I, week I, he's starting to look a big price. I think he must be the only person, and I never said it at the PGA because we had Ben on. <laughs> I didn't think he had a hope. Um, and I, but I'd be happy to see him win again. It's, it's the same point. I, I couldn't possibly back him. Just couldn't. I don't understand how you can, but I'll watch him win, and I'll even if I lost money, I'll be so I'll be happy for him to win. That's it. I think the thing is, we what people cling on to is the fact that he, you know, he went 68 in the first round, 67 in the last round last week. Um, you know, he's he's won at the Zozo earlier in the season, uh, tied ninth for Tory. He's He's showing enough to suggest he can win, and he's not that far removed from winning the Masters, is he? So he's not gone at the game. Um, there's plenty of life in him yet, but 
I don't think he's. I think even he is probably surprised with how good the competition is now. Like, don't, I'm not going to sit there and say that you know, lots of John Daly, Phil Mickelson, VJ didn't give him the trouble they did, Ernie Els, people like that. Um, but this is a these players that are coming out now. They're professional before they turn pro. Conor was a was a pro before he he turned. Uh, you know, Wolf, Cameron Champ. They're all they're all professional players before before they get there. Um, you know, technology the way it is. You know, you're not guessing on anything anymore. There's is not all feel. I think the feel player, the people that still can get a feel as opposed to technology, maybe still better off. But um, you know, back in the day, you had to sort of assess how far you could hit a ball. Now you're just told, aren't you? And you can change it to the altitude, you can change it to the wind conditions. You know, he is still up there with Morikawa, with JT, with Matsuyama, you know, we've just gone off on a tangent on, um, with their irons. He's still as good as those, um, but his driving is is not good enough. Um, and his putting is has not looked great. Uh, it didn't at the PGA, and I just think he had too long a break, and it depends how long that takes to come back. I don't think he's, he's anywhere near the, the overall quality of, of some of those you mentioned. In terms um, of irons, just the way he hits his irons. Okay, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Joe Durant, Joe Durant led the Greens and Regulation on the PGA <laughs> Tour for about 10 years in the old racing post stats. Next up in the list is, is Adam No disrespect, Scott. like I say, greatest of all time, <laughs> as far as I'm concerned. But, you know, there's a point where you have to move on in life. There's Yeah, I think people are still not ready for that. I'm not ready for that just yet. Um, and I think, you know, even, you know, there's, you'd think it would be the older people that, that saw him at his prime that would do it. But I think even the, the younger generation are, are hoping he goes through that sort of form again and clinging on to the chance that it might happen. But when you look at the just purely on his course form here, when he when he actually bothered to play here, twenty um, fourth last time in two thousand eighteen, but he had two eleventh in two thousand nine, two thousand ten, a third and a sixty fifth. It's not particularly a course that that he wins at anyway. So um, I think he's easy enough to pass by. But like you say, we'd all be happy if we saw it. Adam Scott. Now we or oh, I spoke about him having a good chance at the PGA based on the fact that I think if anyone in the world's going to come off a break, it's him. Um, and he played all right, didn't he, at the PGA? In the, yeah, showed bits. Um, he, he wasn't horrible, good Horrible outfits, but, yeah, showed, showed Terrible bits, outfits, yeah. but I bet yeah. he got paid enough for it. Yeah. Um, More than we do for us, yeah. He does, yeah. And he, you know, he shot no worse than 70 that week, tied 22nd. Um, just in, again, we talk about players like Finau and, and Reed and, and people that are turning up for the big events. That is all Scott does now, isn't it? You know, when you look at his his Phillips Cup form, he, he had a fifth in 2018, fifth, ninth and a fifth in 2019, three fourths and an eighth in 2016 at this time of year. Uh, you go on this course and he's got an eighth, a fifth, an eighth, a seventh and a fourth. Um, you know, he's he hasn't got the health issues that Woods has got. He hasn't got the scar tissue that he used to have in terms of trying to win a major, trying to win a WGC, trying to yeah, whatever it was. Um, I don't know if if I'm interested enough because I think there's others uh, that make more obvious claims. I still think I'd rather back Fina, I'd rather back Reed, but 
I thought it was interesting at 50 to 1, considering he only opened up at sort of 60s and 50s for the PGA last week and, and show or two it's going to play well enough. Yeah, he could do anything, couldn't he? Yeah, as you say, he, he, he looked like he, you know, he needed the run out last time. Um, two weeks, you know, he's only had a week off, hasn't he, as opposed to, you know, yeah. months off. Um, could definitely come on for it. Um, obviously, he's got he's got no problem with the course. Is he as good as he used to be? I suppose that's that's the only key to it, isn't it? Well, this this um, is the thing I was going to ask you. Is uh, obviously, is I don't think he's got another fourteen wins in him before he retires, um, because I think he's too old. Is he bothered? But no, he he's forty, but he doesn't look like a forty-year-old to me. He still looks uh, in the shape he did when he was at his prime. To me, I don't think there's. There's never really been a nagging injury for him. He's never really... Because he, he's always had a light schedule, hasn't he? He's always been able to have the luxury of playing when he wanted to. Um, still wins. He showed that at the Genesis um, earlier in the season. He won the PGA Championship Australia last year. Um, again, he should be winning those sort of events, shouldn't he? But, you know, I just think that... I don't think he's, like, past it. And I think some people maybe view it that way. Um, it wouldn't surprise me if he won another five times before he retired. Uh, and it wouldn't surprise me if he won a major again. It's just, you know, what price do you take him at? I don't I don't think I'm backing him this week at, at 45 and 50 to 1, but I thought it was a, a reasonable price for someone that, as I just laid out there, he plays very well in these playoff events. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, all the ladies love Scott. Um, I can't stand his patter. Um, just drives me mad watching it. Um, he's going to finish 20th, isn't he? Or 15th or something, isn't he? Right next to Matsuyama. Yeah, right next to Matsuyama. Um, yeah, does he, does he, is he that bothered anymore in terms of, you know, does he have that hunger, you know, to, to you know, go into the battle over the weekend? And, what do you and, think that, what do you think I'm that not, just went away when he won the Masters? I, don't, I just, no, I think you can tell by the fact how many times he turns up. Yeah. He's got other things to do, you know, he's got better things to do in life. Um, Lots of collecting watches. You know, well, okay, he's fortunate to, to do this. He's fortunate to make millions out of it. And he's got other things to do at home. Um, and I'm just not sure he's that bothered, to be honest with you. And when you've got, like you keep saying, you know, when you've got those, these, you know, you've got somebody like, you know, Justin Thomas, who you can see just really does try every single time. Um, it's going to be hard for Scott just to turn up and, and do a job. Um, you are talking about beating everybody. Um, and it's, it's it's yeah, like you say, it's forty-five to one. He was back to what was he sixty-six? I yeah. think at the at the PGA. Yeah, I can see it. I think he's justified. I think he's still. Oh, that's fine. That's fine. But yeah. not for me. Yeah, I'm just not sure how how much he cares about winning or not. No, no, I can understand that. Um, look, this range is is littered with players now at sixties and sixty-six to one. Uh, one player I know you like is Scotty Scheffler. Uh, very, very impressive at the PGA. I thought if any one of those top ones were going to fall away, um, it was going to be him. I know we've talked about his talents. You very bullishly said how much you, you know you like his game. I was massively impressed with how well he played, especially when he was in the group with DJ, who had it all on his shoulders to win. Um, you know, he had one average round, didn't he, which actually came in the second round, as opposed to when it actually came down to it. Um, would he have played differently if he had the outright lead? I don't know, but he was there, wasn't he? He was he was one of two that that was out in front, and 
Um, 60 to 1 this week, I think it makes enough appeal to you. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's a that, that is a good price range, like you point out. The, the bits between sort of 55 and 70, there, there's some, you know, that you can definitely make cases for those players, especially, you know, given you can get the first eight. Um, the two who came tied fourth, or two of the ones that came tied fourth, Scotty Sheffield and Matthew Wolf. I think both have have claims this week. Um, Matt Wolf has obviously got that win in this in this class, if you like, um, if you want to call it this class, um, sort of on the made PGA Tour. Um, I think Wolf will, will definitely like it here, but Scheffler really did impress at the PGA. Um, he looked really down, I thought, during the, the latter stages of the, of the of the PGA. Although, you know. What did he expect, to be honest with you? He was top 10, and and what do you want? His stats have always been good. We've discussed this for a long, long time now, um, about how his stats are are just, you know, they're up there. Boringly, when I look at Xander, I've always said it, I look at Schiffler and I get Schiffler or whatever. Um, (laughs) You know, he's he's up there in par par 4 performance. He's up there in par 5 performance. Uh, T to green, he's he's up there. So everything points to it. It's It's a matter of how he reacts when he's in contention, he did get beat, not really relevant, but he did get beat in the lockdown on um, a really minor event. Yeah, he got beat um, in front, um, which was a bit disappointing because I mean I wasn't on financially, but obviously I was taking an interest, and I did think that he really should be winning that sort of tournament, um, you know, and putting it down. But you know how much they care, how much are they laughing about it, I've no idea. But all the stats dictate that. He, he has to go well at a course that relies on tee to green. Um, and at 60 to 1 first day, may not have to do that much. If we're saying that we're not totally reliant and we're not that confident about the likes of Rory and Rahm, um, and we're not sure that Scott cares, we're not sure about Tiger, um, you start looking at it and you start thinking, well, okay, maybe there's only 15 players that are chasing these eight places. So at 60 to 1, I thought he was. He was, he, you know, he was worth a go. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, if he had fallen away at the PGA, I'd have said he was out of his de- out of his depth a bit, and and that was a lesson that not not that he'd learn from it, that he'd actually be really beaten up by it. But the fact that you know, okay, yeah, he looks upset, but he but he held his own that day, um, and just and just got beat. So I think that that time he's had a, a valuable lesson, and and now he's got to kind of pick himself up again and go well. Yeah, my my worry my worry about that PGA form um, is as you keep alluding to, you know, Morikawa was putting, is that both you know the winner and Scheffler their their putting stats were just way above what they normally do. Yeah. So this it could be a freak result. Um, I know I'm I'm quite heavy on on Morikawa this week. Certainly, if you can get eight places, I think that's just a knock. Um, that that's my worry. You know, he's always been a great tee to green player as as Scheffler. Um, and he loses it, putting, and that's you know, you you can't be flattered by winning the event, which is what, but you can be flattered by getting a top ten. So I'm I'm certainly not saying I'm I'm overly confident about it, but I just thought of those in that price range, you know, who can you trust? You know, Justin Rose obviously you know is a better player, but he's not exactly flying at the moment. Um, you can make a case for him. Ricky, you can make a case for if you want to. Tyrrell Hatton, I think, wants a harder course. Um, yeah, I agree with that. Fitzpatrick, I'm, 
you know, I don't think I've been with Patrick for 30 years. Um, Sanjay, I don't know what he's going to do. And then Matt Wolf, who again impressed at thingy, and he's a winner. Um, so around that, those, those sort of prices, those two are the ones that stood out. And I went for Scheffler because, you know, his stats dictate that um, that's what I should do. Yep, no, I completely get that. I agree with kind of your assessment of the others briefly as well. I think Hatton's kind of lost a little bit after his... I mean, he couldn't keep that form up, otherwise he'd have been playing like more mm. power and, and only one person could do that at a time. Fitzpatrick, is, everyone sort of sees him as the next kind of winner on the tour and it doesn't quite happen for him. Wolf, uh, I was very impressed with at the PGA. Uh, shot the low score when he needed to and got up there. Um, but at the end of the day, didn't do enough throughout the course of the week. Uh, Hovland is obviously of that group, isn't he? Of Morikawa, Wolf, Hovland, Woodland. We keep talking about is looking a decent price. Ants are the same. Mm. Kisner was the, the person that placed last week for us on the podcast at the Wyndham. Did exactly what I expected to do that week. Right, um, place, isn't it? right place. Yeah, it? yeah, exactly. It aligns for him. Um, but talk, you talk about putting though, and if, if if it does rely on you know going low and, and doing a lot with the putter, he's certainly a player that can do that. Um, he's the fact that he's probably not going to take advantage of the par fives as much as you need to is probably the reason I would say no. Um, just because he not because he plays them badly, but just because he hasn't got the advantage that the the, the others have done with the with the big hitting. Um, so I think that's enough to rule him out. But another person I like at eighty to one is Harris English. Um, I spoke about him last week, saying that twenty eight to one was too short. Uh, and mm. some people say to me, well, okay, it was in a you know, lower class field. And I said, but it's similar to what I said about you know players like Cantley and, and others, that I'd rather just take a chance than to win an event like this. Now, the big thing about Harris English at the moment is how well he's hitting the ball. Mm. Um, you know, he's it's like career figures, isn't it? He's, he's right up there with, with the very best on tour. Uh, I think he was 10th in strokes game total before last week. He's 27th in approach. Um, you know, he is right up there, 18th in T to green. Uh, par 4 scoring average, he's right up there. Um, he's 5th in par 4 performance. And scrambling, he's up there as well, which is important. So he's in 4th place as well. Um, I just think that this, at 80 to 1, this is the sort of price I'd want to be on him. Mm. Because I don't think he's scared to win whatever company he's in. Uh, he, he showed as much in you know going for it at the PGA. Okay, he didn't get close enough, so we can't really assess that. Um, the course form is not brilliant. He's had a 12th year in 2015, but he had a, a couple of low years during that as well. Um, we know he can take advantage of, of the, the birdie opportunities. Um, the scrambling really, to me, was one of those things I, I kind of looked out for because you know you need to find something to separate everybody, um, and that's one of them for me. You know he. That's a, a big advantage. He's also three nine three point nine five par four average. He's amongst the best on the tour. Yeah. Um, and it's strange, isn't it? With so many par fives, you probably sort of want to focus on that. But I think when it comes, you know, down to it, everyone's going to score well on the par fives because yeah. there's five of them, aren't they? Mm-hmm. Uh, and the par fours are going to set you apart. Um, if if it plays out that way, if it's a scrambling par four average, he's, he should be right up there. And I'd rather I'd say I had an eye on him this week because I just think 80 to one is much fairer in this field than 28 to one was last week. Absolutely, it's too big. Yeah, purely yeah. purely on that, it's, it is. You're absolutely right. Yeah, that, that's the thing, isn't it? Is is do I think he is the type to win a playoff event? I think he's more than capable. 
is what I would what I would say. Do I do I fancy him over the top half dozen? Of course I don't. Uh, that's why he's eighty to one. But I don't see him curling up and worrying on a on a you know on the fourth day when he when he's in contention. Uh, and that's the sort of quality you look for. Uh, there is there's plenty again even around this next bit I think I think that obviously Siwoo Kim played well last week until the final round uh, managed to get beaten by uh, Donald Trump's best friend um, you know you don't know what you know the reason I wasn't so bullish on him last week not because I thought he'd throw it away when he was in contention so I just didn't know which one was going to turn mm-hmm. up on Thursday yeah. um, he played well for, for three rounds and, and sort of clawed it back in the end um, before throwing away his chances, but you've got, you know, this is the range that Jordan Spieth is in right now, and we all know, oh, I know. how he's playing, right? You know, there was a video of him the other day, uh, and again, it's it's weird. It's like Rory. I actually like Jordan Spieth more now than I did when he was at his pomp. I don't know if it's because it's annoying watching the same people win every week and you get frustrated, or whether I just think that they've evolved and become more mature. I think Spieth's a great talker. He's great to listen to. Uh, he was standing over a ball for 20 seconds on the range before he pulled the trigger. Mm, that's right. Uh, that's concerning, isn't it? Um, you know, it's not. That's not just range talk. He's struggling on on the course as well. Um, so when you're looking at a player that's actually wrapped up in in actual swing trouble, his price the same as who stays and it's playing very well. Um, Cameron Champ, I thought was interesting because a uh, hundred to one is the standout price. Uh, it's only five places. Um, but he impressed me a lot at the PGA because I think there's been this overall thing that he is uh, a big driver and that's it um, and certainly his statistics have been like that since he's come on tour but he, he certainly seems to be trying to round his game up you know, consistently, his approaches are better, his short game's better um, you know, and you just look at the last two weeks he's 25th and 10th, he's had a 12th and a 14th just out of lockdown um, he obviously got that win earlier in the season as well he, he's of that quality. I think he's in that same sort of mould as a as a Wolf and a Hovland. I think Morikawa has now come out of that, whereas before I thought that they were all much of a match. Morikawa's clearly gone to the next level by winning a major. Um, but I think Champ's as good as a as a Hovland or Wolf. I don't know how you feel about that. Yeah, I think I, I mentioned Champ, and I, I you know I was discussing back him uh, at the PGA, but that was unfortunately based on his length. That was it. Um, we'll see what he does coming out of that. Um, it'd be interesting. It'd be interesting to see how how he does coming out of that again in this class. In fact, it'd be interesting to see how the whole of the top ten, how the PGA do do here this week. Um, yeah. I don't know. Consistent than he was before. You know when. When you when you thought about Champ before, he won the Safeway twice, didn't he, and then done nothing else in between for the rest of the season. He's progressed. Um, yeah, and now he seems to be comfortable with. So he went 21st and 16th for the American Express and the Farmers. Uh, missed two cuts at you know the Genesis and the Bay Hill. Maybe he doesn't know those courses. Then went 14th, 12th. Then played yeah, poorly yeah. at Memorial and back to back because he just maybe didn't like the course. You know, every time it's looked like he's had a good week, he's followed up with another. He's had a week off uh, to decompress from that major week. Um, and, and here he is. Well, as you say, I think I'm a bit like you. I just want to see what he does. Um, it's still relatively new territory for him, these these playoff events. I think they're actually... I think a lot of them are as not as motivated as a major championship. But, you know, 10 million is no joke, is it? Like, 
it's an extraordinary amount of money. And we've seen with someone like Billy Horschel, when you get on a run, you're right in there. So they're going to be well up for it. It's not like a you know middle of the road championship. It's you know it lies up there with the WGC and majors in terms of prestige. I think now. Well, it depends what Brooks says to about everybody, doesn't it? <laughs> um, as to how motivated they'll be. Um, yeah, yeah, it, it certainly should be. Um, it, it lies, doesn't it? I mean, it lies in the right place in between now, in between the PGA and and, and you know the US Open. Um, yeah, it'd be interesting to see what happens. I'm sure. I'm sure they all want, you know. Well, they've, they've got to try, haven't they, to carry on and, and be in next week. So they've got to try a little bit hard. Um, I, yeah, I mean, younger players like Champ, we want to see them come through, don't we? Um, Champ, the Wolves, the Shefflers, we, we need to see them come through. Um, and, and people like, you know, you look down the list, you know, people like the, you know, look at Benny Ann, for example. He's got to start doing something, hasn't he? Yeah. Um, you know, because these people are in danger of being hugely talented, been two or three years, just being overtaken. They'll be struggling for their cards. Um, yeah, I don't know. But we'll, we'll see what happens with, play, with you know, with players like that. You know, back in Neiman, he hasn't he hasn't really kicked on this year. Um, we'll just be interested to see how they develop through this through this day. They know that they, you know their cards their cards are relatively safe, and obviously you can't do anything this year anyway. Um, but it'd be interesting to see if they're playing in an upward trajectory, like Champ, as you've mentioned, or going downwards, and then and then you are starting to feel starting to feel the pressure, aren't you, of actually really not doing anything. Um, they need to do something. There's players that expect to do things. There's players that are happy to plod on and earn their three million pound a year um, doing nothing, and and the likes of these youngsters need to need to start doing something. Um, let's see what happens. It's interesting you mentioned about the cards there because I was going to come on to that. Is the fact that because you know this time of year is all about keeping your card normally, isn't it? You know, mm. not only are you, you know, a lot of these guys are obviously chasing ten million dollars, but a lot of them are just trying to secure their playing. Does, right. does ten million? Do, do, are they? Are they? I just sorry to interrupt. Are they really I mean, chasing I, ten million? I would be. You you but not if you had forty already. Why not? Four hundred or whatever they've you know these people have got. I mean McElroy's got what three hundred million or something. I don't I don't think the ten million is any relevance whatsoever. I've got to be honest. It's like Ronnie on Sunday. That was I mean you could have offered a yeah, million a million when, for when winning. Ronnie Sullivan. I was talking about snooker earlier, funny enough, and I won't go Sorry, into Sorry, the big debate about snooker because I don't particularly like it, and, and I'll offend a lot of people with my views on it. But he's earned what like eleven million in his whole career. Um, playing for 30 odd years at the highest level uh, 25 years whatever it is Morikawa's won 7 million a year yeah but Morikawa's potential... earning double that sponsorship probably Ronnie's earning treble that during the year with other stuff I mean it's it's the prize money's irrelevant when you get to that level for me I don't think, I... Ten, I don't think 10 million is okay. I think this is I think this okay. is the thing Is I, I think it is to Rory I think when Rory won the FedEx Cup, he wants to win it because he wants to prove he's the best player in the world. Um, and to do that over a season, then over the four playoff events. When it's the likes of um, Cameron Champs, when it's the likes of Harris English, when it's the likes of Tony Finau, I think, you know, 10 millions, uh, even if even if you don't worry about the actual money being in your bank account, the actual thing to say, oh, I won 10 million this year, I think that's a hell of a lot of motivation, I but, think, in my sense. Well, perhaps that's why... You know that that you know that's why they can't handle it. That's why certain players handle it and certain players don't. 
you know you've got to be there four or five times to be able to to handle that pressure haven't you yeah Um, yeah i I personally i i don't see it but you may well be right maybe there is that maybe that is the motivation you know but but taking a long route round to the point i was making was that those guys are normally juggling between do they go for it because there's 10 million on the line but they probably can't make it or are they playing conservative because they need to finish 30th to keep their card there's none of that this year everyone's card is safe until all the way through 2021 and there might be a bit of a reshuffle in terms of you know priority rankings and things like that but they're all safe they're not going down to the corn fair or anything like that um does that give them a bit of a free run? Does that does that open it up to, to someone surprising this week? I don't think it does because I think that there's too many that make obvious claims. But there may be a slight change in the mentality. Like when we said about the PGA and everyone kind of looks at that as a um, an outsider's chance to win a major and we said that uh, that wouldn't happen this year because it was the first major year. It panned out that way, didn't it? You know, you had Kepka and DJ right in the mix. You had Morikawa mm. as a can't-miss kid as, as one of his first major. Um, you know, you had Scheffler was there, but realistically, it was only going to one of the the best players in the world in the end. Um, I just wonder whether there might be a bit of a difference in mentality. Can someone like a Doc Redman, who's been playing incredibly well uh, recently, finished third again last week, striking the ball as good as anyone on tour at the moment, other than Morikawa? Um, <sighs> yeah, okay. Okay. I don't, That's fair. I don't That's know. Fair. There, That's fair. There's one that I'd be pretty conf, not confident, but one that I'd be pretty interested in is uh, Russell Henley, 140 to one. Uh, he is striking the ball as best, you know, as he has ever has in his career. Um, he's always been a, a putter, hasn't he? You, you know, when he won that in Hawaii, he got to whatever it was, 28 under or whatever it was, um, through putting the lights out, uh, and now he can't putt. Now he's literally 160th on tour in strokes game passing or whatever he is. Um, it's completely deserted him. But last week at the Wyndham, he was 20th in putting uh, and he finished third. And I just think that if he, if he only had to get to 20th to do that in putting, what happens if he finishes you know, 10th in putting this week? And, and that's possible. He's finished second yep. in this course before. Yep. Um, he's not, He's you know, he's clearly not afraid of winning and winning in decent company as well. I know he's only won the you know, Hawaii Honda Classic and Shell Houston Open, but that Honda Classic, he beat Rory in a playoff. Um, he, you know, I don't think he cares who's in front of him. It's all about how he performs. Um, but he's got you know top 12 finishes, top 20 finishes in all the majors. Um, I think that now he's got that third place. Because it must be incredibly frustrating um, going from like, striking the ball's best you ever have and seeing results worse than they were before like back in the day he was like all right i'm a great putter and i'm finishing top 10 uh what, what would happen if i struck the ball a bit better he's now striking the ball as, as well as most i mean he's third in you know approach this season um and he can't he can't contend even you know when he finished ninth last week you know he wasn't he wasn't in contention was he um he shot 63 65 over the weekend because he struck the ball incredibly well um, and putted. Um, he's got a seventh and an eighth this season, but he's not been really there. I just think now he's getting to a point where he's like, okay, I'm hitting this ball this well. I've got to take advantage of it. Let's come to a course where I finished second in the past and have a real good go at it before the season's out. Because he, you know, he's not guaranteed to to progress in the next couple of weeks and get to Atlanta, is he? And and that would probably be a motivation for someone like him. 
That's very, very valid and a very good argument. It took and me a while to get it all out. And I very rarely say that to you, Tom. <laughs> but I've got <laughs> to be good. honest, that's an excellent, excellent argument. And I'm not arguing with you or taking the glory away from what is an excellent uh, summary of, of his chance. And, yeah, you make a very, very good case for him. I think, like we've said, haven't we, it's very important to sort of note that I don't, we don't particularly think that it's going to go to an outsider. You know, when, when it looks like it, at the start of the, the preview that we talked about, the last four or five winners at this event, they're just straight out of the top draw major WGC winners, aren't they? Um, so how far down do you have to go? Is there anyone else in this sort of area that you're interested in? I mean, not I mean, I'm going to watch Phil because we all know he loves the course. Um, he's shown, I, I, there's no way I'll have money on him um, at all. But um, he'd, he'd be just interesting to watch, I think. Um, he's shown very, bits and pieces, isn't he, without ever really um, looking like he's going to win, to be honest. Even when he was second in St. Jude, I never actually thought he looked like he was going to win. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it'd be interesting to see him. Um, quite interesting to see how Grillo goes this week. I know, yeah. we always know, we, we know, you know, but he's got course form, hasn't he? Um, he boots the thing miles. Um, he's the sort of bloke that turns up and gets third in, in one of these. Um, before fading away and doing absolutely nothing. Would I back him? Nah, I wouldn't have thought so, to be honest with you. Fratelli's playing okay, isn't he? Um, you're, you're struggling to get people that are going to contend in, in in this class, aren't you? Um, there, there's nothing there that you say, oh, well, he's got outstanding course form or he's playing really, really well. So let's give him a, you know, let's give him a chance. I'd struggle, to be honest with you. Go, go much further down. I think um, there's too many here that are going to take advantage of, of the golf course that, that is going to let, you know, a rag win. Um, I can't see it. It's, it. Like you say, it's it's a major field. You get major type results here. You always have done, um, you know, and, and the name Northern Trust lends itself to quality winners. So I, it's one of them weeks where I just think you're just going to have to look at it. And if you don't want to play short, you know, you, you can play big, but really don't expect anything. Cause I think you're going to, you know, you might get one in the top eight, um, but you're going to struggle to pick that one. So it's not, you know, not for me. I think it looks horrendous. I mean, the way they've priced the top lot, I mean, you're looking at the first, I don't know, 15, 20 before you even get to 40 to one. So I think that's horrendous. Um, but equally so, you know, the two we've picked out do look, I think, do look big at around 20 and 22 to 1, um, even in that context, to be honest with you. Um, a lot look too short. And then, you know, I wanted Cabrera Bayo to play this week. I can't find him in the list. Um, there's no I point. He plays better than he did at WGC. Yeah, but he played, yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's hope. Yeah, but he showed signs again last week. And he has, he, got, he has got form around here, but he's not playing, so it's really irrelevant. You know, my, my, you know, my grandmother might as well be playing. Um, <laughs> You know, um, Berger, you know, is it, oh, Tom, it's, I think we've covered it, mate. I, I can't, I, I can't really see anybody else doing anything. Well, uh, you know, the, the names that I was going to mention uh, at the bigger odds were uh, Grillo, were hmm. um, Fratelli, as yep. you did. I thought Kevin Nahr, if he's turned the corner, I thought he had a 200 to 1, but you don't know if his neck's all right. Brendan Steele keeps popping up on leaderboards at 200 to 1. 
he's obviously a winner. Uh, Bud Cawley, I thought, considering his short game, I thought was interesting at 201. But again, he doesn't, he hasn't fulfilled his potential from years ago yet. I know he's had a few kind of mishaps along the way and, and injuries and things like that that he can't help. Um, Cameron Davis is 301, but these guys are not going to win. They're, you know, no, if you want any win equity at all, there there might be one surprise name in the top 10. That's right, or, exactly. Or maybe yeah. two, might there? But mm. you're and and then they might only finish ninth and tenth, and there's only going to eight places. So, if you're expecting a leaderboard of uh, Justin Thomas, Dustin Johnson, Colin Morikawa, um, you've then got to find, haven't you, the days, the reads, the females, the DJs, where you think they're going to go. And mm. I think that it's going to be that kind of leaderboard. I know at the PGA we've got wolves and we've got champs, um, but that's as far as you need to go down. I think you know once you get to a hundred to one, you're you're really scratching scratching around, aren't you? Um, we're definitely not, despite his 12th in 2018, we're definitely not going with Bryce Garnett this week, are we? No, I think Bryce Garnett can be ruled out. Okay. Uh, I think he, he had his chance, didn't he? Um, and, you know, just going back to Mickelson very quickly, I texted you yesterday, didn't I, and said that um, I was interested to see what price he was going to be, just because of the quotes that he said it was, you know, one of his favourite courses on tour. Uh, 12th and 6th for the last two starts here, he's got a 4th and a 10th. But it was only two or three podcasts ago that I said that I didn't think he cared anymore and he just you know, was more interested in his brand. No one remembers, so, so just decide. You can change your mind. It's fine. <laughs> no, no, I'm going to own it all the way through. I thought that he was literally more interested in placing his, his coffee cup on, on show his aviator was playing golf. Um, and then he finishes second in the St. Jude to, to kind of shut me up a little bit. Um, but, and I think 125 to 1 is more than fair on him. Because I think he's priced with people that literally can't win the event, um, whereas he still can. But yeah. it's also relevant to remember that he is 50. He won't, but he can. Like, you know, I don't care what he puts in his coffee. He's not <laughs> he's, he's not getting any younger, is he? Beer endless, he can, yeah. he can, um Yeah, he could chuck some of that in there. He can chuck his Himalayan sea salt, whatever it is he's got in there. But none of that's going to make him drive it straighter and... and So let's summarise. Let's summarise our picks for the week. So we've got the the Celtic. uh, No, it's not the Celtic Classic this week, is it? It's the Wales Open. Wales Open, yeah. Um, You know, it's exactly the same place at Celtic Manor, which is why you know I trip up on the name. Um, Let's just summarise your picks there. Well, um, I'm going to put Horsfield and uh, Peters in doubles with uh, Morikawa and uh, DJ. Um, I think absolute. I'll be amazed if none of those uh, turn up in the places. Uh, for singles, I've gone uh, Sebastian uh, Soderberg. Um, I think that's, that was it for that, wasn't it? I think, Tom, off yeah, the top of my head. Yeah. Um, I went to Alexander Bjork at 40 to 1 mm. because I thought that um, it was a to, to stay the same price despite having a really good weekend was, was fair enough. Um, and I, I sort of mentioned sort of Sean Crocker and and Brandon Stone as potentials, and I wouldn't be surprised if they sort of contended. Yeah, it's, um, I, I think Adrian, um, Atwagi, yeah, yeah, he's definitely a runner, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah, I thought I thought that I actually expected him to be kind of thirty fives and forties. You know, you look at kind of like Marcus Kinholt and uh, Justin Harding, and you know people like that being shortened him, um, but he showed it on his course last week, didn't he? So. Mm. Um, yeah, I think he's a. I don't know. Again, I wasn't particularly sure on him last week, was he? He was a person I sort of picked out, and and he kind of did exactly what I expected him to, and didn't quite kick on. Um, I'd be much more interested in Bjork on a Sunday, I think, out of the two. But 
there's not much substance to that. They're both both equal winners. Um, so yeah, I think you just got to take your pick out of those two really and see which one you prefer. And then we're going on to the Northern Trust picks. Let's uh, just summarise your picks up there as well. Yeah, away from the double. Um, Scotty Scheffler, uh, I think 60, first eight. It'd have to be first eight. I'm not interested in first five. Um, just looking now, Grillo six to one-ish for top 20. I, I may may have um, a very small play on that, but that really would be just, I can't recommend it. I just think it's the type of course he'll turn up in. He has done before around, you know, uh, this tournament. So, yeah, you know, five par fives. He's a lunatic, but um, yeah, six to one, top 20 for a, for a run. But yeah, serious ones are Scheffler and the double earlier on. I, I just don't see anything exciting happening, to be honest. No, I don't think there's much to the pass. I think Reed and Finau for me stood out as as decent prices. I know Finau, uh, people keep telling me he's a perennial loser, and and that's what it is. But um, the reason you see him lose so often is because he's up there so often. Um, I think he will get over the line eventually before the year's out, and I don't see why he wouldn't be here when he's got five par fives to take advantage of. He has just got to take advantage of them, which is you know easier said than done with him. Um, and then I and then I thought you know English at eighty to one, and Russell Henley at one hundred and forty to one. I just think that they're both too big. I think that um, you know do I see either of them winning if it came down to them against you know the likes of Morikawa and Reed and things like that? Maybe not. Um, but if you're looking for that one player to break into that top ten or top eight, they'd be two that I'd, I'd really fancy doing so. And Again, like you said about Matthew Wolfs and the Cameron Champs, I think we'd be interested to see how they go as well. But yeah, apart from that, I think that's, uh, that sums those ones up pretty nicely. I think we're at the business end now, obviously, the, the PGA Tour season, aren't we? I think this is this is going to lead really nicely into the majors. Uh, got the US Open in a couple of weeks' time. Um, seems to be coming around very quickly now. We've got to decide how we're going to sort of attack that, whether we're going to try and do an extra show for the major or not. I know... Uh, you know, the the budget in terms of paying you is uh, is is running low Money, these yeah, days. Yeah, so yeah. whether we can uh, whether we can get you in for an extra US Open show, I don't know. But um, look, we've got the the Northern Trust, the BMW, and the Tour Championship, and we to look forward to. And and I do like those events. I think that you know the the Northern Trust and the BMW are good betting events, and then the Tour Championship is a great viewing event because you know there's only 30 people in the field, so you know getting a good bet away is is not not the easiest but i was really you know you don't very often like i know you put paul casey up at 20 to 1 last week but you don't very often go for that sort of range do you and for you to be quite as bullish as you are on dustin johnson and morikawa sort of says an awful lot of what you think their chances are this week and if i was as bullish as i was about dustin johnson at the pga a couple of weeks ago at 20 to 1 uh, and he's still the same price after finishing second and not doing an awful lot wrong um i, I really do like that one so I think he is someone to chuck in a double because I don't I don't see Horsfield struggling. I think he had his miscut, didn't he, between his first win uh, and then he's straight back to business, isn't he? And now he's just got to wake up and do it again on the same course. Have we seen him enough in the wind to be uh, confident? No, I think, as I said, I think it went, you know, I'd more worry about the greens. Like I said, I thought, yeah. Yeah, I thought he did struggle. He, he got to obviously grips with it on Sunday, but... That change did seem to did seem to stop him, but I think you know in the same way you're looking at the two players that they they are potentially on a different planet. As I say, everything I saw Peter's last week, 
um, suggests he should have finished on 20. That have won the event. I think he would have easily, had he not messed up 15, he would definitely have won it. And it's just, you know, it, it is what it is, isn't it? Um, I'm not interested in trying to find, trying to search for some. We don't need to. You know, the, the form's there. The form has stayed amazingly consistent since lockdown. It's been, you know, for, for form students, it's been brilliant. But you have been, luckily, you are able to get top 10 finishers at three-figure prices. So in the case of, for example, Stephen Brown, um, Connor Simon's top 20, obviously, recently, um, Soderberg's 140 was top 10 last week. So you, you are able to get those. And and whilst that remains the case, that's that's where you'll look. There isn't that overreaction, which is has been great. You know, um, you've seen Valimaki. We know he's a winner already. He was 90, I think, this morning. So you are still able to get big prices, whereas PGA Tour, you're, you're struggling to do that, I think. Um, struggling to get three-figure prices about about players that finished top 10 um, in decent tournaments recently or in very much in form. So, the, 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 you know, there's that juxtaposition is the wrong word, isn't it? So you've got the Horsfield and Peters, but you've still got very informed players at 10 times the price. So it's, a re- it's quite an interesting tour. And I know you gave the US Open run-up of the, um, on the PGA. Um, over here, we've got the Belfry next week. Then go to the yep. best course on, in, you know, in the world, Valderrama. First thing, it is without question. In if it, if it if it's windy there and it rains there, that's just it's carnage. Legend, legend track. And then we have two in Portugal, which may well all link back to the re- a couple of recent English English events that we've we've had. You know, we've been going on about Portugal, we're going on about Qatar, linking in into recent events. You know, they do seem to have had some uh, correlation. So. I can see, apart from Valderrama, where I think you do need to be a bit of a specialist, um, I can see form continuing for, you know, three out of the next four weeks. Yeah, I just think that, just the last point on Horsfield, I think that he is, he's just become the player that he was expected to be since he was like 14 years of age. He's now won the two times, he's got his monkey off the back and, and I don't doubt that he'll be doing what Benny Ann does and gets over to the PGA Tour as quick as he can. Is he as good as a Kepka? Don't know, probably Potentially. not. Potential, um, potentially, but he's got the same profile, hasn't he? Hits it a mile, attacks pins, and I, you know, he can't. The annoying thing for him is he can't go and get straight on the PGA Tour, but he'll get some invites next year when everything's back up and running, and they haven't got so many fields to deal with. And uh, we'll see, won't we? He's uh, he's top eighty in the world now. He'll probably be top fifty. Oh, all in we a couple of weeks time. All we know is that is that in a half decent field, uh, Luton's not going to be favourite anymore. <laughs> Yes, which is uh, that was a long time coming, wasn't it? But um, yeah, I don't, I couldn't have used Loughton for well, when he wasn't winning those uh, those Austrian events. I was a bit concerned about him, but there we go. Let's uh, let's wrap it up there, mate, and uh, we'll go again next week. Good luck this week, mate. And you, mate. Thank you.